All right, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Freedom Ring. It is May the 8th. I'm Max Ludo. That is Brother James. We continue to fight against mainstream media, exposing what they're not, and if they are, they're probably lying about it. Uh, today on the show, Catholic churches uh, and their, their, their new exhibit. They're getting into the art industry. Okay. Wait to see what they have to offer. Plus, Bill Barr's lost his mind. He lost his loyalty a few years back, but now he's officially lost his mind. Do you remember when everybody was on the Bill Barr train? Oh, man, he's about to rain down fire with his special investigation. Yeah. Not so much anymore. Uh, search the Freedom Ring on Rumble, Bitch Shoot, and Bright Tion. We're on Spotify. Spotify? We're on Spotify? Spotify? We on Spotify! Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Yahoo Podcasts, Stitcher as well. Please give us a follow, like, share. Please comment. Subscribe and follow or I will find you. He will find you. He's done it before. You don't know who he knows. They sleep with the fishes. And uh, search The Freedom Ring Show on Facebook, The Freedom Ring Podcast on Truth Social. And always welcome, uh, whether it's compliments or insults. Please send all hate in your way. Thank you. Honest critiques. Freedom Ring Show at gmail.com. Alright, uh, something very cool happened over the weekend. It started on Friday. We're going to talk today on the uh, Moment of Faith about gratitude. I received a, uh, a phone call Friday from a former co-worker uh, in another state, and I'll just leave it at that. He was expressing his gratitude of my sharing and, I guess, being vulnerable on this segment of the show um, and my journey with God during these moments of faith segments and um, because you know the state of the world and where we are right now it's it's got him looking at the world a lot differently and questioning mortality and he told me that I didn't know this when we worked together that um, uh, he considered himself to be an atheist uh, he just thought that we're, we're born we live and we die and I didn't know that about him which we are born and we do live and we do but we don't. There is nothing more, according to him. And uh, and for him to call me, of all people, to have that type of conversation uh, about something so deep was number one. I'm no pastor. I'm no priest. I'm no preacher. You know that. That was like a huge deal for me. That uh, this little segment that I promised God when. I started this the, the podcast and everything unfolded about two years ago for me. Um, I promised God everything He would be front and center every single time I do whatever I ended up doing. And it's starting here with the podcast, but it'll be venturing real soon. Um, that, that kind of blew me over a little bit. Uh, that, that that this segment has made an impact on and anybody. Um, especially somebody that I know, and uh, wasn't used to that. I know you've preached. You know, what do you call yourself? I mean, I would call you a preacher. I've I've seen you in action on stage, and um, so I would call you. You you get people probably really. In fact, you did a uh, prison ministry last night. Yes, on your own time. So my voice is horrible right now. I'm yelling. Oh yeah. A lot. And so you've, you've gotten that a lot. See, on the, on the less serious side, throughout 
radio, and I, I've had people come up to me at different appearances and stuff, and you remember a couple of years ago, you said something on the air that made me laugh, or it was, you know, something a little bit more comedic, it wasn't all that serious, but it, it took the edge off their day at that particular time, or maybe I was doing a prank phone call, and it's nice to receive kind words and compliments. It is, and uh, I've never received it with such a serious topic attached to it. God. Yeah. And uh, is that something that you've gotten used to throughout the years of getting used to it? Just preaching and having people being moved by the words that you say. Like words that you're just kind of throwing out there, but because of some day, you know, because of the particular day that somebody's having. I don't think you're just randomly throwing words out. Because she seed, so to say. So uh, I'll, I'll, st- I'll say you're not paying attention at the time exactly the impact you're having. You know what I mean? So I'm just ministering the, the word of God and then whatever the spirit, you know, going with the flow of spirit. But to not hold this up, what I want to tell you is that I'll, anytime someone pays me a compliment or says something very nice, I always say thank you for the kind words. I leave it at that because. You have to, and I'm not saying this to you, I'm, I'm, whoever I'm talking to, it's nice to receive compliments and kind words, but I don't, I don't base anything, I mean, they're nice to receive, but I just keep on trucking because if you, I'm not saying this is you, I'm just saying some people, that's what they look for. Oh, no, no. Some ministers get wrapped up in that, like, why is no one, like, they, they, they get used to getting people hyped up and clapping all the time, so when people aren't hyped up and clapping they think something's wrong with their with how they're ministering or whatever so like i always like my wife my wife is my what's that sound not soundboard but uh she's my brake pedal (laughs) (laughs) i'll be full tilt maybe on the gas and my wife will be like hold up yeah pump the brakes let's come back to reality james humble yourself and like you're right she keeps wanting to go. Reels you in? Yeah, she keeps wanting to go in check. So anyway, um, it, that's new to me, to have somebody compliment. Well, isn't that wonderful, though? It is. It was you impacted somebody's yeah. life so much, especially someone that was saying that, you know, they, they would call themselves uh, an atheist. And I, because you called me, and we talked about this, and, and you were, like, maybe kind of, like, referencing me, like, well, maybe you should talk to, you know, the other guy. Oh, but I, I, I really think you handled it well, and... I'm telling you, when, when you read God's word and you spend time with Him, it, it flows out of you. I, I told somebody this last night when I was ministering in prison, and that this word of faith might be stretching a little bit long, but think about this. When you talk to somebody that knows the Reds or the Bengals, do they have to have a bunch of notes and spreadsheets and stats in front of them? No, man, they got them all in here. Why? Because that's something they're passionate about, something they pay attention to, something that they're probably looking at every single day, or, you know, who's, who they drafted, who plays this position, who's injured, whatever. Right, that's me talking about Van Halen. So, <laughs> for you, I, I you said, well, I'm not a preacher, and I'm not an evangelist, and is it? Yeah, but that doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be called into the fivefold ministry to be able to minister to somebody. Matter of fact, if, if you read the uh, Mark chapter 16, God, Jesus gives everybody the the order of go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creation. What he didn't give me was a good memory, so that's why I jotted this That's down. why, well, see, that's why the, the Bible says to write his word on the tablet of your heart. And when you read God's word and it's written on your heart and it's in your spirit, the Bible says that out of... Your mouth is the out of the a 
abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. I'm probably butchering that scripture right now, but whatever you got in your heart, it's going to come out of your mouth. You know what I mean? I'm, that's that's what it is, man. I, th I thought you did great with it. So anyway, I... <laughs> continue. It was a compliment. He knows who he is, and he, he inspired this whole segment for today, and that's why we're talking about uh, gratitude. Um, and it reminded me of how important it is for the rest of us to stop being quiet and and and, and get, give the world the same. Uh, in everything that we share, I mean, everything that we share, it's all good, okay? we got to start sharing the gratitude. Time we need the world needs it the most. This country needs it the most right now. But we'll focus on the United States first, and then the rest of the world. But uh, the Bible says in James James one verse seventeen. Man, my glasses. I'm going to throw these things. Uh, James one verse seventeen. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. from the Father of Lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Also, Colossians 3, verse 15, uh, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and uh, be thankful. We're all God's children. Some have fallen uh, away because they're, uh, they're lured by the sins of this world, temptations of this world, and the ease of not serving God. Because if you're not serving God, let's just face it, you know, it's an easier day, right? You can just lay around and do nothing. Uh, those are all signs of the devil's presence. But to have a positive impact, you're truly, uh, you know, what did I say here? Truly sick of the uh, of the way things are going in the world. You've got to show your gratitude for what God's giving you by sharing it, talking about it, yelling it if you have to. But the days of keeping it to yourself. I mean, look what uh, Nathan Morris did over the weekend. We both were treated to seeing Nathan Morris, the world famous evangelist, who came to our uh, our church over the weekend. And that's exactly what he's doing, is sharing. It's sharing his gratitude. And look what is it like. Uh, you saw the, the videos from Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Why can I say that? Nicaragua. Thank you. And what's going on there in the sea of people. There's words you can't say either, man. So don't even start. Oh, you're Italian. That's right. It's not your name. Can you pass on up. So anyway, I was uh, like, uh, we were talking about Nathan and gratitude. Okay, and I was kind of expecting. Okay, you know, here's uh, right yeah, right. the evangelist that came out. That was joining the man. Man, okay, so here's the thing. This is why I might go off on a rant here. This is why I don't get. I don't get getting the same thing as people that go. You know, being a Christian is so hard. You know, there's persecution and it's hard. You know, I don't know what they say because I I don't I don't I don't listen to it and none of that stuff ever comes out of my mouth. Jesus said, "My burden is light and my yoke is easy. My yoke is easy. My burden is light." All right. For me, it's easy to be a Christian. Sure, there might be trials and tribulations and all that that comes up, but like you said, give thanks. The Bible says give thanks in everything, all right? It says that, you know, we're, we're supposed to praise the Lord, you know? What, 
let everything that has breath praise the Lord. When you have an attitude of praise and thanksgiving, whatever comes your way, you can absolutely, I mean, it, it makes the devil like just so ticked off at you when he comes and he throws something at you and your response is praise the Lord I know I'm going to get through this praise the Lord I know God's going to take care of me an attitude of gratitude as you were saying so I'm grateful in everything this scripture actually came to my mind but let me let me finish up with that I, I don't look if you're one of those people that's that's on the train of oh you know it's hard to be a Christian it's not hard for me to be a Christian it was hard for me to have to wake up and scrounge money to get some dope. It was hard for me to wake up and be going through uh, withdrawals. It was hard for me to wake up and skate 30 minutes down the street to get to the liquor store at 6 a.m. to get a drink so that I could skate. function. Yeah, ride a skateboard to the liquor store. Oh. Horrible. It, it was. It's it's hard to wake up next to somebody that you don't know that you slept with and you don't know if you wore protection or not. You don't know if you got an STD. You don't know if you got it right yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's it's hard. The, the Bible says the way of the transgressor, which is a sinner, the way of the transgressor is hard. Nowhere in God's word it says, you know what? It's going to be really hard for you to be a Christian. No. Uh, quite opposite of that. It says, sure, you're going to go through trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer because Jesus already conquered the world. Anything that you go through in life, it's just trying your faith out. And hopefully you pass the test. This scripture came to my mind. This is uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. And this is the New Living Translation for all you King James only people. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Now, why would Paul write that? Well, Paul must know what the psalmist wrote. It says that Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does that mean? That means God is going to supply everything that I need. God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. God is going to take care of us. God always is, um, he's always there. The Bible says he's never seen the, never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. You can always be thankful in every situation. Why? Because God's going to take care of you. You're his kid. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's if you are in covenant with God. If you have Jesus Christ in your heart and you're pursuing God, yes, you can stand on all those things. Some people forget that if you uh, you know ask him to be out of your life, he's the most polite God, too, and he steps aside and says, all right, grab the reins, man. <laughs> Go ahead. He is a loving God. God loves you so much that if you don't want him to be a part of your life, he won't be. Right. I'm going to wrap up with Hebrews 12, verse 28. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with resistance and... Um, I can't read this, man. My glasses are just jacked and awe. So basically, share it, display it, and uh, make sure you live life. That's what separates you from the people at work, man. I go in every single day with a smile on my face. People at work are almost waiting for me to come in and be like, 
oh, hey, James, are you, are, is everything okay? Yeah, man, everything's great. Well, oh, no, I just, you know, dude, you never have to worry about me being down or depressed or any of that stuff. I'm always on the up and up because I'm, I love God and God's, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And what do they say? Just like, not like today, I got locked in. Hey, we don't have to be reverse. I was like, I was ministering in prison, and then, you know, the prison rape jokes and all that came out. And it's like, I'd be careful mocking God, man. People love mocking God. And I know one, I, this is just me speculating, but I, I, I think that God, the people that don't receive Christ to be their Savior, God's going to play every single time they have an opportunity to receive Him. And then he's going to show them every single time that they mocked him or mocked somebody that was trying to minister to them or trying to love on them. I, I believe they're going to see that before they go into uh, eternal separation from God. Yeah. Are you still ready to come in? Let's push play. <laughs> Let's look at what you did. Alright, so uh, speaking of insanity and those types of things, the wildly offensive series of paintings have been placed next to the church's altar. The uh, New York City Catholic Church hosts Shocking God is Trans exhibit. Uh, the artist described the exhibit as a queer spiritual journey in three steps, sacrifice, identity, and communion. While the church is known to be very liberal, some parishioners are speaking out about the, uh, the exhibit by artist uh, Ada Anachaku. I don't, I, I don't agree with his art, so I don't really care about saying his name properly. Uh, saying that the guy obviously went too far. Quote, the church should not be promoting this. I understand there are transgender people. I pray for all people, but enough is enough. That's according to a parishioner that told the New York Post. It seems like they're trying to force the agenda on others. Also, when a, when a friend asked the priest about, the, uh, about this, they, they didn't answer. Of course not. Of course. You can't put this out... You can't put this out on the altar and just hide. That's what gets the church in trouble, he says. A sp spokesperson for the Archdiocese of New York told the Post that uh, they were unable, they were unaware of the exhibit and did not offer further. If you were aware, who asked? That's like Bud Light saying, oh, it's a low level marketing person. That went up the chain and they were like, oh, send it. This is politically correct. Either you're lying. Either the Archdiocese of New York is lying, which is a sin, yeah. or you're for it, and you just don't want to admit it. Because, let's say you're the manager of a local Kroger, and suddenly you're giving away bananas, and you're selling boxes of cereal for 39 cents rather than 112 like they're supposed to. 112 bucks maybe for, like, on sale right now. Anyway. And the district manager or the CEO of Kroger decides to pay your store a visit and they find out you're giving away free bananas and 39 cent boxes of cereal. And you say, oh, I wasn't aware of it? You're either lying or you're in on it. Either way, you're losing your job. So, the Archdiocese of New York City, you're either lying <laughs> or you're in on it. Did it. Does it say anything about the art? inside the church? Uh, it is right next to the altar. It's in a building. It's in an actual church. It's in a church next to the altar. What's the name of the church? Uh, who did you source this from? This is from the Gateway Pundit. Uh, Sooner or later, we'll have a 
screen behind us, and I'm be showing pictures of this stuff, man, right. because I, I'd really like to know, what does it say, clear, they said it was a clear spiritual journey? This is uh, via the New York, uh, uh, the New York Post that I got from the Gateway Pundit. Okay. Uh, spokesperson for the Archdiocese of New York, I just said that the official position of the Vatican is that there are two genders which are assigned at birth while it opposes sex changes. Positions on the issue can vary by parish. No, it shouldn't, man. But it will. Because, uh, because, low key, because low key, the Vatican is all for it because they, they want to bring everybody into a one world religion, anyways. They're part, they're of, part of that. Uh, economic that's not conspiracy theory, by the way. That's uh, uh, that's a known fact. I mean, the Pope has signed many treaties with different religions. Uh, I, one of them being was it Islam or Muslim? I, I was getting confused, but um, and then the Greek Orthodox, of course, and a couple other. They all signed the same. Like, yeah, we all believe that. Yeah, you can get to God, and but you can get to God through our way. Or your way, or his way, or her way. There's multiple roads to God. Ask Oprah Winfrey. What's funny? There's a guy, um, pretty famous. They put him on a cross. His name is Jesus, and he said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me." Even Oprah. Even Oprah. The Daily Wire noted the display appears to fly in the face of the Catholic Church's official stance when it comes to the topic of gender identity in 2019's Male and Female. He created them towards a path of dialogue in the question of gender theory in education. The Church pushed back on claims that sex and gender were two separate concepts and referred to tra uh, transgender identity as an attempt to annihilate the concept of nature. Look, the Vatican, I'm sure they're going to say, oh, we disagree with this, but they're, they're not going to make the, it extremely like a big public thing where they disclaim, like, we can't believe they did that. They're going to send it through the channels, like, oh, yeah, we disagree with this. But they won't, they won't make it public. Yeah, they won't make it public because they want to be all-inclusive. They want as many people as they can get. They don't care who they are. They can be pro-Satanists, and they're like, oh, yeah, 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 bring them on in. That's another show. Uh, speaking of the Catholic Church, you ever Google images? Do an images Google search on the Pope's Vatican Hall. Not Pope, not not the Vatican City and the, the downtown square where he comes out and does the service on Sundays. Well, I think it's weird that they have a big obelisk, an Egyptian obelisk, in the middle of a. Italian city, you know, that's holy and all that. I mean, there's a bunch of weird stuff going on there, but go ahead. This is, so if you, you've been to, to the Vatican, you've been to Rome and all that stuff, I'm not talking about the city square that is the Vatican Square. What are you talking about? I am talking about the Vatican's, uh, the Vatican, it's called Vatican Hall. It's inside the Vatican. Yeah, where all the, like, uh, guys with the cool hats and the robe yeah. and all that, they all sit down and then so the, sits in the front. The, va or the, the Pope comes out and speaks. I want you to look at that building from the inside. Do a Google search and then zoom out. And then tell me if that is not a serpent. The stained glass up at the top representing yeah, the, uh, like eyes. the eyes. And, stuff, yeah, and then he speaks from in between the fangs. I mean, you could say it's coincidence or whatever, man, but it's kind of creepy looking. But it, let's say it's coincidence. You're going to tell me. I, I wouldn't answer there unless I was trying to get him all saved.
Let's say it was coincidence. You're going to tell me that all, out of all the people that have been there, no one said, uh, hey, Pope, uh, who's the architect here? Because this really looks evil. <laughs> they also have this, like, a uh, brown statue thing. It's supposed to be Jesus, like, after he's, like, being resurrected. Look that. Look up that statue and tell me if you think that looks like Jesus coming, you know, being resurrected. It's very, uh ghoulish and spooky and just weird looking like it's not how I, how I picture Jesus weird definitely a war going on right now right, so uh, speaking of uh, weirdos former US Attorney General Bill Barr warns chaos and horror show if Trump wins in 2024 only if it's staged by you criminals in Washington yeah that's how it's going to turn into a horror show so Bill Barr said this yes he said there is a high probability that will ne- that he will never deliver chaos. Uh, let me back that up. High probability that he will deliver chaos if he returns to the White House in 2024, and that his presidency will be a horror show. A, we've already seen what the dude would do if he's in the White House, and there was no horror show. Um, and here's my question. Where have you been the past couple years? It's the fucking election. I call this a horror show. I mean, look at the economy, the border, our homeless vets, California, New York. I mean, is is this is this like a family picture going on right now? The only thing that the or the only people that the Trump well, the first presidency was a horror show. It was all you scumbags in Washington, D.C. Because he, he exposed you. He, he, you're not even... I don't even want to call you criminal uh, or uh, career politicians. You're career criminals. And he exposed you. That's why the presidency of Donald Trump, the first presidency, that is, that's why it was a horror show for you. They didn't like somebody that already had their own money coming in the game. Huh? Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Because everybody usually that comes in, they're looking for a come up. Yeah. So they'll sell their soul basically for, for some money, for some insider trading. Hey, you, we'll do you this favor, but you got to do us this favor. You got to vote on that bill. You got to talk to this lobbyist. Blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, somebody that makes 130000 a year is worth $25 million. Don't know how that happened. Do the math. It doesn't really work for the rest of us. There is a guy that, I've, that I watch on YouTube, and he only trades, check this out, he only trades what Nancy Pelosi says not to? No, what she trades. Okay. And he's up like 600% on his money. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> Uh, Nancy Pelosi, you are a skilled stockbroker. So the criminals in uh, Washington D.C. are still in their own disconnected bubble. That they're uh, they're unaware of how disconnected they are. It's it's actually it's if it wasn't so criminal, it'd be funny. It's it's just disgusting. Um, so why does he think this going to be a war? He says, you know, thanks for asking. He says, quote, if you believe in his policies and what he's advertising in is his policies, he's the last person who could actually execute them and achieve them. He's already proven. Who is the source of this? This is also Gateway Pundit. Yeah. So Bill Barr is legit saying this. These are all his quotes. I watched the video of him talking to whoever well, is was he like on. Is he on like the Jeffrey Epstein list or something like that? You know they all are. He just got a question his ass. He's kind of lashing out, man. Yeah, I feel like this is like a. Sh- it's going to be a horror show. Like, one, uh, have you not been watching what's going on in our current administration? And two, for you to say that. 
if I, if you look at Trump's record from his last presidency, I'm pretty sure the guy came through with he wasn't like every other president that said they were going to do all these things and then do did none of them or did the exact opposite. Like this dude came through for the American people and stood on what he was going to do. So he was going to build a wall and you know what? <coughs> For him to even say that, because everyone was like checking out Jeb, if you remember, Jeb Bush was the rising star, and, and yeah, sad enough, and here's Trump, Trump's like, I'm Jeb Bush, and and Trump's like, um, I'm gonna build a wall, and Mexico's gonna pay for it, and that took all eyes off him, and they're like, who's this guy, right, so he's kind of stole the show, but, that was actually I, preceded by him saying he's gonna recreate all these jobs, and then Obama said, what, are you gonna wave a magic wand, but... Well, yeah, manufacturing and all that stuff came back. You know, it's not as hard as they say it is. They want you to think that way because they want to ruin the country. But, and what I was trying to say is that, you know, I, I, I think Donald Trump is for the people and what... Anything that he said, he, he'll do his best to uh, make sure that it gets done. And for Bill Barr, who could probably... You know, push a couple extra value meals to the side. He's getting a little large, but uh, for him to say something like this, man, I, I, I think we're gonna hear something else uh, in the Bill Barr corner coming down the road. Man, this is kind of off the wall for him. You think they got video? I mean, we we knew like with when he was you know doing his investigations and all that 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 he kind of screwed screwed Trump over with what he was supposed to be investigating, whatever. But I feel like this is kind of like out of the norm. Like this is like lashing out. He's going for the hail mary because he knows what's coming. I know, but he's a re- isn't he a Republican? Does it matter anymore? I know. I'm not saying. Look, I'm not a Republican, but I'm saying like for him to be throwing shade like this. I mean, everyone's got it. Man. Everyone's doing it. That's crazy, you know, man. I mean, I, I mean, I knew he was out there, but now it's just like, bro. Either you know, one, established that either one, he's full coat booty with the. Uh, he, he's, he's getting in the bed with the left, or has been in the bed, or they're, they're, someone's got some dirt on this dude, man. I'm he's telling you, Epstein's bed. I'm telling you, we. This is this is a I'm sorry this is a preposterous statement, man. It's on video. It's gonna be a horror show. Like, um, have you seen the fentanyl coming into our country? <laughs> that's the horror show, you idiot. <laughs> and that's bringing me to uh, to our new AI czar, who, by the way, is Kamala Harris. Over the weekend, that was announced that our new AI czar, artificial intelligence czar is Kamala Harris, and I go, based on what? The stellar job she's doing? That she sounds like a robot stuck using the same word in a paragraph? <laughs> Tomorrow's today is yesterday's tomorrow. Like, what? <laughs> today. <laughs> Captain Man. That sounded like the count from Sesame Street. One. Administration. How many genders do we have today? Fifty genders. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> By the way, I love the count. And he was a pimp in disguise, actually. Was it? They low key had a pimp on Sesame Street. I mean, he had the cape, the cane. Come on, man. Circa 1974. Dude, I'm telling you, the count was a curb feelers on the Cadillac. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't show his ride. <laughs> Wow, you did not talk like that. Don't you make fun of me? Where's my money at? 
Uh, uh. How many times must I pimp slap you? One pimp slap. He's okay. Next story. Next story. He's an idiot. Uh, yeah, Bill Barr. That was an exchange between him and Geraldo Rivera. Oh, he was talking to Geraldo? Yes. Why did you lead with that, man? Geraldo Rivera, really? That guy's still trying to be relevant. Right, well, that's why I didn't lead with him, because he's still trying to okay, follow in his opponent's you, got, you got two people who aren't relevant anymore trying to be relevant and gain some traction with viewers and subscribers or clickbait, whatever the And look about. at the material we got for the show on it. So thank Completely you. Completely ad-lib. Thank you, Geraldo. Yeah. Go ahead. We just got the count from Sesame Street uh, uh, out of his uh, basket. Uh, yeah. All right. Representative Nancy Mace says we're going to have a press conference on Wednesday morning to reveal more evidence against the Bidens. How about screw the the, the news conference or whatever it is, the press conference? Can we just start the... Uh, who, is, who is Representative Nancy Gate? Representative Nancy Mace. Mace. Uh, Where's she yeah. What city? What city? What city? What state? Uh, I deleted it. Now I gotta look it up. There you go. You do that while I'm. Uh, okay, yeah, read the story. We're gonna have a press conference on Wednesday morning, nine o'clock, to reveal more evidence that we found suspicious activity reports and bank records. And meanwhile, we have the subpoena that you mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, she says Google is listening to me. I put in rep and got in the letter N, and Nancy Mace came up. So thanks, Google, for making my search easy. Exactly. Monitoring our every move. She is an American politician serving as the United States representative for South Carolina's first congressional district. She's a Republican. And meanwhile, uh, we have the subpoena that you mentioned. Uh, blah, blah, blah. There's also a deadline on Wednesday for that document, and we're looking for from the FBI. When do we start the impeachment? All right, so my well, forget the news. In, in addition to this, uh, just me scrolling through, um, credible Fox News uh, had that they have so many whistleblowers now with the uh, Biden administration and with uh, what's going on with Hunter that they don't, you know, they're having problems keeping up with all these. Uh, what do they have to do? Um, What's the word I'm looking for when they uh, swear him in to talk to him? De- de- the oath? De- deposition, where, where they get a deposition from him or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah. backlogged on people that are blowing the whistle on... Prove their worth? Yeah, there's, they're backlogged on interviewing these people and getting the information out of them because there's so many coming forth now. Now, is anything going to come to fruition out of this? Here's my cup of coffee. <laughs> And that's what I'll be doing the whole time. I've seen this before. I feel like it was like this in the Trump administration. We've had it with the Biden administration. Bombshell. Shocking news. This is going to turn the tide. Read the story in. And it's like, there's no way nothing being done. Part 74. Um, By the way, the latest shooting at the mall, since you're talking about... um, you were just talking about uh, Hunter Biden as they continuously 
walk up to the line that there's more coming out and this is finally the one that's going to do it and break it wide open I always notice that there's a gun shooting that suddenly happens and that's exactly what happened late, late last week uh, condolences obviously to everybody uh, that was affected by it it's not a serious issue but I do believe our uh, choose wisely I find it more than coincidental that once things are starting to break open, one of these things happen. Here's the thing. Here's me. Here's I'm a weirdo. Here's well. Here's the thing. Shootings happen every day. Go live in Chicago for a little bit. Yeah, right. Where there's a shooting probably every couple hours, if not on the hour. Guns are being fired every day. Criminals do not obey laws. But they use this to try to push the issue of right now the the hot the hot thing is assault assault rifles. Like why would you put a verb? Anyways, I'm not even getting the English language thing here. But it, what's crazy is because I've been listening to um, a lot of these congressional hearings and you know them trying to figure out okay well what does it mean what what weapons are you actually trying to ban the people that are trying to ban these weapons know absolutely nothing about firearms they're all these they have bump stops and they have you know like a, 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 a shroud over there it's like what are you talking about right now you know absolutely nothing about firearms and and if you really want to know what kills more people a year, it's not AR-15s. It's not even rifles. Do you know what it is? Handguns. Why aren't they going after handguns? I can tell you why they're not oh, going after handguns. I assume why. Yeah, because, because their protection and their security all have handguns. Huh, go figure. Can't ban those because we're surrounded by guns, but guns are bad for, you know, the everyday American. No, but we need the guns to protect us. You know, it's crazy. Guns protect them when they're out in the streets. They protect them when they're in their Senate hearings. They protect them when they're at the White House. They protect them when they're doing their press conferences. Yet, we have gun-free zones in our schools. Are our children? Should our children not be protected by firearms? Why are schools a gun-free zone? Hmm. I don't know, Matt. I'm, I mean, maybe I'm just crazy here, but it seems like they don't care about people. They only care about themselves because they're surrounded by guns. Speaking of surrounded, their houses are surrounded by walls, too. Yeah, they don't live Our in a country, can't be. <laughs> gated communities that are protected by somebody with a gun. They're so... They're so disconnected, and they, 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 they've got no common sense, and they can't understand that the rest of us see this. You don't want us to have guns, but everyone, and I mean everyone on your inner, in your inner circle has a gun. You don't want our country to be behind a wall for its protection of its citizens, but yet your house is behind the wall. Listen to, listen to any of these <laughs> Democrats talk about and it's just, it's just, you know, I'm changing your Republican. No, I'm just saying that the Democrats are coming for firearms, but when you hear them talking about it, I mean, I lo I, I'm I'm all for guns. I'm all for the Second Amendment. Of I'm course. not. I'm not a gun guru, but I know enough about firearms where they're like, when you shoot an AR-15, it like blows your arm back, and it's so much power, and and yet they show like an eight-year-old girl sitting there, boom, 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 boom yeah. hit the bull. Says the guy who's never shot one. Yeah, it's like, and then they show a bull like this bull could rip you apart. And they show like a 50 cal bull like. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm telling you, these people are stupid, man. They don't even know what to, and I, I was listening to Jim Jordan, who, who I really like listening to. He's, he's out of Ohio. And uh, he, he was, you know, he just putting the rope out there, you know, for them to handle no, okay. talking about guns. He's like, so uh, you can't tell me, like, what the specifics of what firearms are. Well, it's a broad spectrum of, he's like, you're, you're basically trying to get rid of all rifles that have a magazine, basically. Oh, no, no, we're, we're specifically AR-15s. He's like, well, what about AK-47s? You know, I haven't heard them mentioned once. Why is it just the AR-15s? Do you maybe not know what the you're talking about? You know, they don't. Coming from your guns. Maybe I should vote for them. Yeah. Uh, Jill Biden will wrap up with this one on Friday. Yeah. Arrived in that. Uh, Did you say Jill Biden? Jill, the pr- the first lady. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The first lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jill Biden arrived on Friday in London for King Charles' coronation, um, and while her feeble husband obviously stayed behind, but Joe Biden skipped the event, um, which actually broke a century of precedent. A, a historian, which broke... Oh, wait a minute, hold on. According to the New York I, I, Post. I totally just spaced. Joe went... Charles... Became king. Well, they had his coronation. Yeah. <laughs> this is how current I am, wow. Well, I don't care about the story either. I totally so so. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a pretty major. That's a major event in the uh, in world news. I mean, England's always been like you know. Yeah, whatever. I mean, hey, that means what here? What's it? What's it like to be what is he seventy four years old and King Charles finally get to do something? You've been sitting in the mommy's. You've been living in mom's basement the whole time. Oh, it's just what life looks like. Right, he's he's been he's been downstairs playing Xbox for the past sixty years. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> Charles, he's about to croak too. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, shortly after mom. Um, no hatred towards the queen. Disrespectful. I'm just saying. You know, what, what do they matter? I'll go I'll go all in. What do they matter? What do they do? What do they matter here? So why are we walking on eggshells around? Where, where I'm not walking on eggshells. Like I'm just saying I'm just saying I'm being disrespectful, but I'm just saying you're saying the thing if I'm not getting out of the basement. It's all tied into the underground child exploitation and all that good stuff. Let me rephrase good stuff. All those seedy stuff, yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually disgusted, but the reason I brought Wait, this up... Who's a stand-up character in the royal family? The one who walked out? Andrew. <laughs> Prince Andrew? Isn't that his name? Not the guy that used to hang out with our old deceased of late Jeff? Is it Prince Andrew? Oh, so you're saying that sarcastically, okay. No, I think he's a stand-up guy, man. He had you know, cool friends like Jeff Epstein. Dude, would you just tell him you're being sarcastic? I'm not. What <laughs> <laughs> about the people that he is royalty? What are you about the people that can't see you on Spotify, man? They think you're well. I guess child molestation. I guess you should be joining in the number then. That's their fault. But people do appreciate your support on whatever platform they use. I wasn't. See, you're getting carried away. I, I appreciate anyway, you. Anyway, Jill, the first lady of the United States of America. They sat her in the last row. Exactly where she belongs. But somebody said, uh, the seating was alphabetical. Last time I checked, the the name Biden, by country or by name? 
country in the world doesn't send their leader and they send their wife who I mean really whatever yeah that's probably why they're like yeah um, slap in the face well, the commander in chief didn't come yeah put her in the back they did the same thing though when he did show up for the queen's funeral same they put same. him in the back yeah yeah they probably didn't want him going so fast so fast so fast they probably know that he's not the president <laughs> did he have to navigate stairs to get the only one who pulled up the prime stairs. <laughs> he was the only leader that showed up with the uh, the president's uh, their their personal vehicle. Who? Biden. I almost said president. What do you mean show up with his personal vehicle? When How did he drive over the water? When he flew. Okay, Air Force One. And then out of the belly of the plane was what do they call it? The limo. Mm. Okay. They call that very disrespectful. It's like it's not you're not in the United States. You don't. We've got a car waiting for you. It's one of our cars. But for you to like demand the pomp and circumstance of being the president of the United States while you're at the Queen's funeral, it was a big f you to them. And it just made us all look bad when he showed up in his limo. And it's like, dude, you're not th- you're not here. I don't know. I thought there was a, a slap of the face. I was it a slap in the face when we told him. No taxation without representation. <laughs> Sorry, England, we won. Getting back to guns. Yeah. Why we have them. Getting back to our freedoms. All right. So this is uh, this is an episode that was kind of off the rails. <laughs> it went this. The, the ship sank long ago. Probably in the first six minutes. But it's all about having fun. It's all about uh, honesty and just being being ourselves. So yeah. I'm not gonna try to polish anything. Until we get that new software that makes it all fancy behind us. Yeah, man. We're going to have, like, you can read it on the screen. It'll be like, hmm, it's opposite. There. It'll be above my head. Over here, above Matt's head, will be like a... Question marks. It'll be like a neon sign that says, inbred, or... Sorry. By the way, we're looking for a new co-host. All right, let's wrap up, man. This is a train wreck. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the train wreck of this show. Thank you for keeping the blood of Jesus over our friends, over our family, over our wives, and everybody that's listening. Father, if they don't know you as as their Lord and Savior, right now, they could ask you in their heart. All they have to do is say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross and that you raised three days later. I turn my life over to you and I'll live through the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And it's that easy and we're saved and we thank you for them. And if you just got saved, send us an email. We love you. Jesus' name, amen. Stay prayer for the country and be good to each other. It wasn't a train wreck of a show. Someone might have gotten saved. That's what it's all about, man. It looks so serious.
I'm not. I'm just. Are you upset about? I'm not upset at all. Are you upset? About I'm upset that you're still there. I knew he was not really Italian. He was like Italian. Is more of an Englishman. An Englishman. I'll see you Thursday. I can't promise where he'll be. That's the Englishman. I'm Matt Toledo. That was Englishman. What, what's your name again? He's the Englishman. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.